Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Hello Neighbor, bringing Jesus to the Joneses. And this is all about um, what Jesus taught us. I would call it the crux of the gospel, this series, okay? Jesus was asked, what's the most important commandment? And here's what he said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your will, with all your emotion. That's, that's number one. And then he gave us a second. I want to talk about the second in a moment because that's what this series is about. But here at Believers, I talk about that first one all the time, don't I? Following Jesus with a passion and just giving it all up, living 100% for God. I mean, that's something I just teach all the time. And it's so important because it's the most important commandment. And I've found that if I can bring my life to a place to where God is the most important thing and I don't love anything more than I love God, that is an amazing place to be. But then Jesus said, the second is like unto it, love your neighbor like you love yourself. And that is the heart of the gospel. There's just two commandments. They're the main commandments. Jesus said, these are the two I want you to focus on more than anything else, and I want you to love your neighbor like you love yourself. So think about it. It's the same word for love that he says, love God, and now he's saying, love your neighbor like you love yourself. Whoa. So I got to thinking. I had to ask myself the question, how does Joe love himself? And I wanna, I wanna be real upfront with you. I am not self-centered and I am not selfish, okay? And, and so I'm not coming from a self-centered, selfish place. But nonetheless, even though I'm not selfish or self-centered, I really care about myself. I'm really important to me. I care about every issue in my life more than anyone else would care about any issue in my life. My wife cares a lot about my issues, but I care even more than anyone, even my wife, and it's just because it's my life. So I care really a lot about my finances and what's going on, and that's a big deal to me, right? I care about relationships and what's going on in relationships. I care about what I do for a living and what's going on in, in for me, you know, pastoring believers. I care about issues that have to do with Joe. And so now here's what God's saying, and I would think all of us are the same, right? Aren't we all the same? We care. We love ourselves. And not even being selfish, we just love ourselves. We care about ourselves. We understand ourselves, right? And it's like, people just don't understand how I feel. But, but we understand how we feel, right? And don't we want people to want to know how we feel? And don't we want people to want to understand us? So Jesus said, love your neighbor the way you love you. And that's an amazing, amazing concept. And that's what this series is based on. So next week is lesson two. We're going to talk about something that's really important. We're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about children and loving children. It's going to be one of the most unique messages you have ever heard. You don't have to have children to just be blown away by it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. In lesson three, that's two weeks from today, we're going to talk about uh, what I call neighborhood values, and we're going to deal with the values 
that make Believer's Church Believer's Church and what makes us tick. And they're all based off love your neighbor like yourself, but they are amazing values. And we're going to talk about those values two weeks from today. But I thought in this first lesson, and again, the visitors at Boardman, we are so excited to have you. I thought I'm going to deal with the hottest button issue that's out there. Uh, and, and how do we respond? How do we respond? We can't fix national problems, but we can respond and make sure we don't respond the wrong way to any problem that's out there. And so I, I want to deal with racial tension and how you and I respond to racial tension that's out there in the world in which we live. And how does love your neighbor as yourself work into that? So I thought it would be cool to just think this through. Think about where you and I live today. It's so different than when I was growing up. We live in a 24-hour news cycle, don't we? And that 24-hour news cycle is fascinating. So here's how the 24-hour news cycle goes. It's typically a 30-second bleep headline, and then it's about 15 minutes of two opposing views arguing. And what are those guys doing? They're talking over each other's head. Nobody's really listening. And what are they doing? They're stirring people up. And people are just being all stirred up over what they're hearing. And I think about what's out there, and I'm going to just talk politically for a moment, okay? I want to talk the political side because that's something that I really had some life experiences in. I, I, I love our nation, and I'm just a political animal. I have no idea why, but I care about I'm interested in politics, so I watch a lot of news, okay? And this happened a while back. Now, it's been a while, but I was watching too much news, and here's what would happen to me. I would become so consumed with it that after I watched it, it would come with me through the day, and I would talk to my friends about it, and it would just be the very thing. That's all I'm talking about is... is can you believe this happened? And I'm not going to tell you my political views, and don't try to guess, because I'm, I'm, I'm complicated, okay? So don't even try to guess. You're not going to guess it. And, and so I'm just a complicated guy that just, I, I just try to, you know, think what's right. And, and so that's, that's not why you're here to hear my political view, right? I'm just telling you this. It got me so wired up, and I'm just going through my life focused on it and so upset about it and so wired up about it and I'm not on social media, but if I were, I would be throwing some posts down like you can't believe. And, and, uh, and listen, listen, because I'm Pastor Joe, I would never do that. But think about it. You're not Pastor Joe, but you're Christian Joe, all right? You're Christian. And so I just, I, I just realized I'm caught up, and it reminded me of a scripture, and God began to deal with my heart concerning the scripture, guys. And the scripture goes like this, that we do not fight or battle flesh and blood, but we battle principalities, powers, dominions, and mights. And our battle is not of this earth. And God just opened up my eyes that here I am, I'm caught up wanting to argue politics with everybody and just politics this and politics that and this view and that view. And, and here I am down here fighting my battles down here. And Jesus says, this is not where our battles are. Jesus said, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And, and he says, 
This world's going to have all kind of issues, and we should be concerned about them. It's okay to have opinions. I'm not saying don't have an opinion, but the question is, what do we do with our opinion, and how do we react to injustices, or how do we act to how we might think people are reading us wrong or right or whatever it is? How do we react? And I found myself just caught up down here in this battle, and God really dealt with me because you know what it's all about? Loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And you know where that goes to? Jesus. This series is all about bringing Jesus to our neighbor. And just stop and think about it. If we get caught up down here, how much good are we going to do for the kingdom of God? This world's a mess in every area. Can we all agree that it's a mess in every area? There's not one area of this world that's really where it needs to be. And thank God things can get better. Thank God that certain leadership can make some things better. But it's never going to be made perfect, guys. And the perfection comes when Jesus comes back and sets up his kingdom. And right now, you and I are living in a crazy world that's mixed up. And, and the last thing we want to do is come down here, put our dukes up, and start fighting. What we want to do is stay up here. And we want to be the light of the world. And we want to be the salt of the earth. That's the heart of God. So politically, I found myself just, you know, boom, 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 boom. And, and, and I'm always, I have a governor on me. You know how engines have governors, bus engines have governors so they can only go so fast. I have a governor. I'm Pastor Joe. I, I can't do that. But man, if I was in Pastor Joe, whoo-wee. And we all get caught up in that, right? So God really dealt with my heart. Now I, I watch, I just, just want to see what's happening real quick. And I don't let myself get down there politically. And think about the hot-button issues that are out there when we think of race. And, and you know what the enemy wants us to do? He wants us to go at each other. He wants us to become angry. He wants us to become our side or the other side. And the heart of God is, I mean, I love what the Bible says, that in Christ Jesus, there's neither male nor female. In Christ Jesus, there's neither free nor slave. In Christ Jesus, there's neither Greek nor Jew. That's nationality. That's race. That's ethnicity. And you and I are one in Christ. And what the enemy wants us to do is he wants us to get outside of that and come down here. So what I had to do for my life politically now, I'm not just talking politically, is I had to say I cannot engage in that. I need to be engaging in Father, fix this problem. Father, fix that problem. Yesterday, I have a Saturday morning prayer group. And yesterday, we, um, the, I, I always just pick the topics we're going to pray about. The first topic was our government. And I always stay really general. I just said, guys, here's what I want to pray. Somebody's wrong in Washington, right? I don't know. You know, somebody's wrong, and we all think we know who is. But I said, let's just pray that God uncovers everybody that's evil, everybody that's wrong, that God takes the covers off them, and that truth prevails. Can we give it up for that happening in Washington? And I don't care what, I don't, like, I don't know. I have no idea, but I, I know I can't get down here and fight it out. And do, I, just, I just want to get up here and say, Father, I just ask you to fix this, and I ask you to fix that. And I know something else I can do. I can love my neighbor as myself, and I can display love at the highest level love's ever been displayed. How, can I have an amen for that one? We can all display love at the highest level we ever displayed love, and that's important. So I came up with just three things. I think we can do 
uh, in order to walk in love at the highest level and love our neighbor as ourself. And the last one is the doozy because it's really the foundation for the next two weeks, which have nothing to do with racial tension, but it's the foundation for this whole series. And it's the thing that changed my life. But here's, here's the first thing I want to open up. We, we can do in this crazy world to bring love and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And this is number one. I think we need to listen to people's stories. And really, this is true in every area of life, right? I mean, every area of life. Think about it, guys. Um, in our marriages, sometimes it's so easy to talk over each other. And in the past, I don't do marriage counseling much now, but in the past, I did a lot. And sometimes you get in a room and neither one is listening. They're just saying their thing and the other saying their thing. And if you've ever gotten in any conflict resolution between students or any area, isn't that what's happening? It's just everybody's telling their story. Nobody wants to hear the other person's story. And I have learned politically, I have learned in this area of racial tension, it is so important to listen to people's stories. You may not agree 100%, but you want to open up and you want to listen. Instead of just telling your point of view, I am convinced that I don't know everything, and I want to hear what's it like being somebody else? What's it like living in someone else's shoes? So um, I'm going to tell you a story. This is a true story. This happened a while back, but I, I was meeting with one of my, my friends and he's black, and I would normally not say that except for this series or this lesson. And uh, we're having coffee. The only reason we met is we haven't talked for a while, and we just wanted to catch up. We both were texting saying we should catch up. So we sat to have coffee to catch up. And no agenda whatsoever. We're just talking. And one of the hot-button issues came up, and here's what I did. I just said, tell me, tell me what, how you feel, because I, I, I did not grow up black in America. I want to know, how, how do you feel? How does this hit you? And it was the most amazing thing to sit and to hear what he had to say. I had certain opinions on it, but, you know, again, I'm, I'm, not up, I'm not down here. I'm up here. But I had points of view, and opinions aren't wrong. It's just how we react to them. But as I heard his story, it absolutely shifted my opinion. And it's the most amazing thing ever. And I think in order for us to love our neighbor in every area, not just this area, it's so important to ask people, what's your story? How do you feel? How do you see this? Because if we didn't walk in someone's shoes, we'll never understand their story. And that's true in every area of life. I love this scripture. This is a powerful scripture. Take a look at this. Proverbs 18 and verse 17, it says this, any story sounds true until someone tells the other side and sets the record straight. How many of you have raised kids, right? Isn't that, isn't that true with kids? You sit them both down and you hear one say this and then another says that. And it's like, oh, it sounded like you were right till I heard that. You, didn't, you left that one out. I didn't know that one, right? And uh, this is, can be work in a court of law, right, where people are cross-examining. You hear one person's point of view, another person's point of view. But this works in life, man. It's just like, hey, I want to hear what you have to say. And it just helps us adjust what we see. And it's one of the most amazing principles that I can ever, ever tell you about. So I do that politically too. I'll, I'll ask people, well, tell me, tell me how you see this. 
tell me your point of view. And then people will ask me, how can you believe this way? And then I say, well, here's my reason for believing this way. And then I have people look at me and they say, oh, I can see that. I can see that. I, I never thought of it from that angle. And it's the most amazing thing in the world. So we want to hear people's stories. Here's the second, and I know we know this second one, but it's so powerful. We want to look at people's hearts, right? Isn't that what's most important? To look at the heart of people. And that's really all God cares about is the heart. I want to share two things with you. These are really amazing things. The first has to do with uh, Samuel the prophet. And God told Samuel, I want you to go to Jesse's house. Jesse had a bunch of boys. He says, and I'm, I'm going to tell you which one will be the next king. So right now, their first king is Saul. Saul messed up. God's going to replace him with a second king. So Jesse gets all his boys, but he left one boy out. It's David. And David was just this runny little kid, little skinny kid. Probably had a high voice like this. And, uh, you know, just this little guy. And uh, he's out, you know, watching the sheep. And Jesse thought, ah, I'm not going to, we, we don't need him. And so Samuel comes and he sees the biggest brother and he's big and he's buff and he's tough. And Samuel gets the oil out. He's going to anoint him king. And I want you to hear what God said, guys. This is amazing. First Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. How many of you are excited that the Lord looks at the heart? It's just absolutely amazing to know that. Now, this is something I would think almost everyone listening knows and understands, but I thought I'd take a minute on it. Um, and, and that has to do, I've been asked the question so many times, what does God think about interracial marriage? And then people will say, hey, didn't God say he's against it? And they'll quote a scripture out of Deuteronomy. And I just smile and say, well, he did say that, but for another reason. And so it has to do with the children of Israel. They're ready to go and, and take the land of Canaan. There's seven nations, and these seven nations, God said, they're more powerful than you, they're bigger than you, and they're going in to take these seven nations, and God talks to them, and he says to them, hey, when you get in there, there's going to be opportunities, and I don't want you to take any opportunities. So listen to what he says, Deuteronomy 7.3, do not intermarry with them, and do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. So some people quote that and see God, God didn't want the Jews to intermarry. He doesn't want us to intermarry. But the Jews have intermarried a lot, guys. Um, but, but that's not what it's about. Listen to the very next verse, verse 4. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you. See that latter part? That's the Old Testament God. How many of us are glad we're in the New Testament? Can, can we give it up and just clap and say, thank you, God. Jesus died for our sins, took our judgment. Woo, I'm glad about that. But, but here's what God's saying. God is saying, it's all about your spiritual condition and where your heart's at. And he said, these people are worshiping false gods and they're, they're gonna turn you, so I want you not to marry someone that's worshiping a false god. Isn't that what Jesus says to Christians? He says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And that word yoked in that context, the context is marriage. He says, don't marry someone that's not a believer in Christ. Why? Well, because they'll, they'll probably turn you 
and it's going to be very difficult for you to follow Christ. So does God care who you marry? Well, he, if you're a Christian, he wants you to marry a Christian. Well, what happens, and what happens if you're both not Christians and then one of you accept Jesus? What does he say? He says, live with them as long as they're willing to live with you. And he says, live the life before them, right? But if you're both single, he says, hey, let me save you some trouble. Marry someone that's a Christian. Why? It's, it's a heart issue. And it's just all about where the heart is. And that's what God looks at. God looks at the heart of man. And we need to look at the heart of man. That's the most important thing. And I know most of us know that. I just wanted to throw it in for people that are new, people that... Our videos, these lessons get shot everywhere. So uh, people send them everywhere. And I just, I just want people to hear that don't know that. Here's number three, guys. Third thing we can do. And I like to say it this way. Love people regardless. Love people that believe differently than us. Love people that are different than us. Love people that we disagree with. Love people who, who are just not like us. And that's what it means to love your neighbor. And it's an amazing thing, guys, amazing thing. We talked about this at the opener. Jesus was asked a uh, question, and, and uh, what's the most important commandment? And he said, you know, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And then a man said after that, he said, who's my neighbor? Talk about a doozy of a question, right? So what does Jesus do? He gives the parable uh, of the Good Samaritan. And it is an amazing parable. He's going to show us who our neighbor is. It's foundation for this series. It's just us loving everybody. But I want to read it to you and just enjoy this parable together. So Jesus, who's my neighbor, Jesus? Here's what Jesus said, Luke 10, 30. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead besides the road. Really important to note, this is a Jewish guy, and he's alive, and he's breathing, and he's beaten, and he's bloody, and he's crying out for help. And this is a very busy road, so he's crying out for help. When he, he sees somebody coming, he's saying, help me, help me, have mercy on me. So listen to verse 31. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed by. Now, in the Jewish religion, when Jesus was here, the priest was the most spiritual person in the Jewish religion. So Jewish people would say, that's our, that's our most spiritual guy. That, that's our number one draft choice. He's, he's the best, right? Uh, and, and that's what they, they would think of him. And so he walks by, he sees this man, a Jewish man, and he sees him uh, nearly beaten to death, and he just walks around him. It's going to help us make our point. Just think about what he did. And then it goes on to say in verse 32, a temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. So this would be a, today a church worker, someone that's employed at a church, believers or another church, and they come up and they're looking, and this guy's like, help me, help me, help me, and he's crying out, and he just says, no, nope, got to go. Pastor Joe, be mad if I don't clock in or something like that, you know? <laughs> Uh, and so the, you know how we can make an excuse, right? So now what Jesus is about to say, I always like to try to put you in the shoes of uh, what's actually happening when the story's told. Jesus is telling this story to only Jewish people. Only Jewish people are listening to him. And he is about to bring a Samaritan in. And the Jewish people hated the Samaritans. There was racism there, guys. There was prejudice there. They hated them for two reasons. One, Samaritans were half Jewish, 
They were half Gentile, so they hated them for that reason. They were different in the flesh. But they also hated them because they were religiously different. They took the Jewish religion and they picked and chose and they changed it and they didn't follow it correctly. So they literally, the Samaritans despised the Jews and the Jews despised the Samaritans. So understand that and, and get the impact. Jesus said a priest walked by, a church worker walked by, and now listen to the third thing that he says. He says, then a despised, and notice how he, he just put, he said he's despised, a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. He's blowing their gaskets. How could you bring a Samaritan into this story? How could you say a Samaritan would do something like this? And I want you to think about the Samaritan. He hates Jews, too, and he's superseding all that's in the flesh. He's living far above the flesh here. And it says in verse 34, going over to him, the Samaritan soothed this wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. Verse 35, the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. That is an incredible act of love. He loved this guy regardless of the fact this guy hated him. This guy thought different than he did. He just loved. And Jesus is calling us to be that way. Listen to how this ends up, guys. It's absolutely amazing, guys. It, it ends up like this. Verse 36, now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits, Jesus asked. And I mean, we all know who it would be, right? They knew who it would be. Listen to verse 37. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. So think about what Jesus is saying. He's saying, guys, you live in a world that's broken. You live in a world that has a lot of conflict. We should care about the conflict. We should want to fix things. That's, I'm not saying not to care about it, but he's saying don't get caught up in it and don't bring it into the fleshly realm and don't bring it into a realm where it's us and it's them, it's them and it's us, but bring it into the realm that we are called of God to love our neighbor as ourselves. So that's the person that has different views than us, different political views, different religious views. And it's just us saying, you know what? I am here for one reason. I'm in the world to bring Christ to the world. And the enemy wants me to get sidetracked here and he wants me to get sidetracked there. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be like the Good Samaritan. I'm gonna walk towards issues with my hands extended. I'm gonna be a person of love. I'm gonna hear people's stories and I'm going to react in love to everything. And I'm not getting down here. I'm living my life up here. And you know what happens when we live our life up here, guys? We begin to bring change at a higher level. I don't know if I made any sense today. But guys, can we say thank you, Jesus, that he's created us to be able to love our neighbor as ourself. And I'm not, I think you can tell, all I'm saying is, guys, let's walk at this level and not this level. Let's, get, let's not get caught up. Let's walk towards and love and wrap our arms around every situation that we see. Can we take a moment, Borman, TCI here, 
Can we just say thank you, Jesus, that you created us to be creatures of love? Let's just give it up. Can we, sh can we just get really excited, shout a little bit? Yeah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's pray. Lord, I know what's happened in my life politically and how you've worked with me. And I know how far down on this earth I was in some areas. And Lord, you, you just made some good adjustments. And I use these three things to make my adjustments. And Lord, uh, for any of us that need to make adjustments today, we thank you for just helping us make those adjustments. We thank you for taking us to the higher level. We thank you that our enemy is not flesh and blood in any area. And Lord, we pray for this great nation. We pray for peace. We pray for, Father, all the problems we're aware of to be made right. And Lord, we ask you, help us be the light of the world and help us be the salt of the earth. And Lord, we thank you that you've called us into this world to bring the light of the goodness of God into it. And let nothing take us off track, Lord God, in any area of our life. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. God's being God, and I'm just, I'm just sharing some good news, right? But I love how God can be God. And I love what God can do in a room. He's just amazing. He's amazing. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. We're praying, letting God be God. But maybe you walked in today, Boardman, TCI, Warren. You're visiting, and you caught the spirit of our church, man. We are a church of love. You caught it in our lobbies. You caught it when you came into the sanctuary. We are a people of love, man. And we, we just love like Jesus loved. And my question to you is, have you come to know Jesus? And if you have, what have you done with Jesus? Because Jesus is the answer to everything. He's the answer to this world's problems. Every problem this world has, Jesus is the answer. And he said, whoever calls on my name I will save them. And so right now, I'm not asking you to join our church or a religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult. I'm not asking you if you uh, don't believe in God. Uh, here's what I'm asking. God is real. And can you remember a moment in your life when you said, Jesus, I realize you're real. And I make a decision to trust in you. He said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God but by me. So if you say, I'm here and I'm ready, I want you to pray with me right now. And everyone else in Borman, TCI, here in Warren, can we help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the only way to heaven. And this day, I give my heart to you. I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Now, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Let's stay in that attitude of prayers, guys. If you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. You may not have felt anything, but they did happen. Uh, God literally gave you the gift of eternal life. He washed all your sins away. You became God's child. Uh, he's your father. Heaven's your future destination. You may not have felt anything but it happened. And you know what else is happening right now? You may not feel it. You may not sense it, but it's happening. All of heaven is celebrating God himself if one person accepted Jesus.
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.